There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 447. We are a podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I am Mako-chan. And how is everybody doing tonight on this fine uh, day? Meh. <laughs> you're just, Mako-chan, you're just wishing that today was yesterday. Yesterday is all day. <laughs> all I mean, the time. Well, 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 given, you know, the connotation, it's the whole month, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. This is going to be fun. All right. Anywho, we are live tonight, week of April 21st, 2020, right here on Twitch TV. You can find us at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. And you can also find us streamed by, by a variety of amazing people. And also, people at the Voice of Geeks Network, you can find them at Twitch TV slash Vogue Network. Great. Uh, let's see. What else is there? Let me look at this list real quick. Oh, yeah. Oh. And don't forget, uh, you can also interact with us on Discord. You can find us at vognetwork.com slash Discord, where all of the Vogue Network chat uh, podcasts and shows have all their own channels. So come by, hang out, have a good time. Drew Nami uh, dragged the pool, so it's also heated. So if you want to go jump in, have a good time, by all means. But, um... Counterside service is not available at this time, so if there's something in the fridge that you want, you got to go up, go out and get up and get it yourself. <laughs> uh, oh, the <man>. horror! <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh man! Let's get the ball rolling. Let's kick things off with how was your week? How was your day, Ari? Well, you know, just still being under quarantine, so I'm not really doing a whole lot except the. Uh, Watching TV and playing vi- playing Animal Crossing. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I must have missed something. Why are you under quarantine? Well, because, you know, like, not, you know, because everybody is. You know what I mean? Oh, so you just say Everything saying, shut oh, down. Okay. Oh, I see. Because when you say under quarantine, I'm thinking you're actually sick with symptoms, so. No, 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 okay. no, no. I'm, I'm not sick or anything okay. yet. I will say that, that Ichigo is a message she sent me came today oh that's great well it came it came yesterday but uh i just gotten around to using it today that's great yeah yeah, they all, yeah i had to uh replace the ribbon with a shoelace because it kept getting stuck in my hair when i was tying it understandable and theo x75 says stay at home order is still in effect in california till may 15th and i am and i, and I think we are under the same 
order here in New York for the same amount of time. And it's like these stay-at-home orders are in effect, but it hasn't really affected travel per se. I just know that Pennsylvania is under is under a travel ban, so that much I do know. Because if it wasn't for that, I probably would I probably would have hopped the bus to go visit a couple of friends. Well, then, and then people are just openly defying these uh, like these laws for that. So yeah, uh, let's let's not let's let's not on that because that will put us down a road that's gonna get a no. I mean, I understand and I totally get it, but still. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, that's pretty much how it's been for me. Just okay, nothing out of the ordinary. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Um. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Well, I don't know whether it was a good week or not, considering I'm the only one still working out of the three of us. <laughs> um, wait, wait, hold it, hold it. You have uh, to understand, Ari still has a job. He works every other week, so he's still... I haven't worked since the middle of March. Yeah, but is the company paying you? Yeah, I'm still getting are paid. You, are you on unemployment at this time? I can't be because there I'm you, still employed and collecting there, a check. There you go. So technically, you still have a job. I'm the one that's collecting fun employment. <laughs> well, technically, you still have a job once this whole thing clears up. Yeah, but the company... I, however, am still the only schmuck still forced to work. Yeah, but, you're not, <laughs> but the only difference is the company is not paying me to sit on my black tuchus, okay? The st- state of new york is paying for that okay (laughs) exactly which is why i said i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing because i would not mind being able to sit and play video games throughout the entire day instead of having to actually sit and work for six hours and i don't know the ennui of sitting at home and doing nothing except the same couple of things is starting to get to me this is me (laughs) I actually enjoy the hell out of being stuck at home. I miss people, but I don't mind being stuck at home. You miss people with each shotgun shot that you fire, okay? Well, yeah. I mean, I never (laughs) said I was good with guns. (laughs) I'm definitely more of a knife girl. You would be be a perfect for the the Imperial Troopers, okay? (laughs) Hey, I'm a better shot than that. Ichigo Gami goes, hi, Happy Hermit here in our chat room at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. Come through and come interact with us. Well, Michael, I'll say this. I, I'm sitting here collecting my unemployment, and I'm just kind of mind-boggling over the fact that I'm collecting more money, sitting here, hanging out with you guys and gals, and playing Final Fantasy VII Remake than actually doing tech support. That has actually been blown my mind here and there. Just like, what? You know? It's crazy. Well, Mako, I just have one thing to say about you working. Mm. Swing low, <laughs> I was waiting for that. Coming forth to carry me home. And that's it. After that, my voice will start cracking. We don't want to hear that. All right. So, Michael Chan, besides just working, how many how many hours a week? 
Uh, I have to work at least 32 hours. So they are allowing us to keep full time so that we keep our benefits and everything, mm -hmm. but keeping us the minimum amount of time that they can for those benefits. Well, that's good. Sure it is. <laughs> I mean, just saying, you know, it's something. Yeah, I mean, it's it's better than nothing. True. Um, and it's especially nice seeing as how some people are not getting their unemployment. I know. So at least I know that, you know, even though I'm working from home and, you know, I would much rather just go back to my normal work. Mm -hmm. um, at least I'm being paid. True. And it's like... And I'm seeing my friends just bitch and moan about the Department of, of Labor. And I'm like, look, y'all got to understand. This, these systems are not used to like 12,000 people a day logging onto the sites to put in claims and file weekly claims. The system was not designed for that. They were not expecting that. I've had some people say, well, the system should be expecting that. And I'm like... And I would expect some common sense out of you, but we're not going to get anywhere near with that. So, and a lot of these states are like calling in people that, who know how to code certain languages, which I used to know one of them, to come help fix things. I'm just like, it's, they're trying. And then I got friends who can't, who, who apply and they're told, well, you have to call in so we can finish this. I'm just like, what happened? I'm like, like I, I helped a friend of mine and he was telling me how every time he would go in to fill out the application, it would stop, either stop and error out or stop and say, you know, you have to call and then click this button to continue. And I'm just like, no, no, don't do that. Just say if, if the application says, were you laid off? Did you lose your job because of COVID-19? Just put yes across the board. They don't care if you have it or it just affects your job. Just say yes, fill it out, and it will leave you alone. But I don't know. It is, it, it's crazy, and I actually feel bad for, for my friends who have to go through this. Like, one of my friends, she's been calling for, like, about a week and a half just so, you know, because she they have to talk to a specialist. I'm just like... What the hell? It, it, it's just crazy. I actually ha expected a call from the from the state to verify, you know, the job. But no, I filled out the application. I claimed my week, and two days later there was money in the account. I was like, oh, all right. But you know, I, I will say. Everybody who's out there dealing, who are trying to get their unemployment, trying to get it settled, trying to get it resolved and everything, keep calling, keep emailing, keep pushing through the applications. You're going to get it. It's going to come to you. You just got to keep fighting and be patient. I feel for those who have got their stimulus checks, just keep pushing, keep at it. You're going to get that money. It's just taking longer for some, which for a lot of people I've, I've noticed, there's absolutely no sense in that. What do I know? Anywho, uh, housekeeping tips, uh, housekeeping news. 
Uh, we're here every Tuesday. Uh, I'm in the process of trying to get a guest for an upcoming show. Once that's all um, taken care of, I'll let you know, and we can have some fun with that. Uh, I am rolling our PSA every on every episode so we can flatten the curve. Um, just, just, just do what they say. That's all I gotta say about that. Um, let's see. What in the world? Alright, there you go. Alright, uh, next part of our show is Geek Roundtable, where each week we talk about something geeky that we have, and we talk about non-anime stuff, like just geeking out about whatever, like stuff we're watching or talking about or whatever. So, we're going to start things off with... Mako-chan, and while she does it, I'm going to go get my things, because I figured out I could talk about this as well, so I'll be right back. Uh, yeah, so, um, today's special guest is Pichu, who is freaking adorable, and, um, yeah, uh, this was, uh, one of my Christmas presents. Which um, ball design is that that he's wearing? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, follow go. that crap. This just, too, so. this just happened to be the one that um, <coughs> came with the plushie. So, mm. yeah, for Christmas, I got uh, him and I got another Eevee. And then I went and got uh, Flareon with the... Um, Build-A-Bear money that I also got. (laughs) I might have a teeny tiny problem with plushies. Oh. Um, Yeah, uh, definitely uh, plushies are one of the things that I collect. Um, As you can see, as I just have plushie after plushie just sitting around my desk currently. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... (laughs) Uh, yeah, plushies are definitely one of those things that uh, I, I definitely collect. Here I have him sitting here too. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Sometimes I wonder if you have more Pikachu's and Mimikyu's in your house. Um. Well, I mean, does this count? It's Pikachu wearing Mimikyu. <laughs> Uh, nice, well, a nice meta thing there too, because Mimikyu likes to dress up as Pikachu. Yeah, I mean, technically plushie-wise, I do have uh, two of the smaller Mimikyu's. I have a regular and a shiny. Um, I do. I, I I will eventually have the really big one, just because I I regret not going and getting it now. Mm. Um, so I will have to go and get the big Mimikyu at some point. Um, but actually, I don't have a lot of Pikachu stuff. I have a lot of, um, like, these, this, this size for Pikachu. But I have a lot of electronic stuff for Pikachu, if that makes sense. <laughs> it, it does, it does. Like, I have, um, the very first thing that came over to the States for Pokemon uh, product-wise was the little Pichu, the little Pikachu walker. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was looking for that before it even hit shelves. Um, I have that one, and I have, well, I technically lost that one because I brought it to school. Um, I do still have the second version of it, though. That's good. Because I'm a geek, and I keep all these things. I mean, yeah, I mean, in that closet there are, like, are all the boxes to the figurines I have out on display, because I know people, they'll just toss them, and then when they move, they'll just wrap them in bubble wrap, and I'm just like, nah, I'm just going to put them all back in the, bo- in the box. I have them all in three different bags in the closet, so it makes it easy for transport. Yeah, the only time I keep a box is if I'm actually keeping something in the box. Yeah. Otherwise, the box gets thrown away. Yeah, I'm one of the kinds that throws out the box and bubble wraps them too, so. Because my, my thing is, if you take it out of the box, it's already lost whatever value for the future. Mm-hmm. So you might as well just throw the freaking box out. Well, you know, I mean, I do, like, when it comes to, like, normal stuff like electronics and stuff like that, I do keep it for a year or two years for as long as... The warranty is on it in the aspect well, yeah, of, that I of, would do. Of, of shipping um, it out. If the warranty yeah. is where I can bring it back into the store, the, the box gets tossed, you know. Yeah, as long as it still has a warranty, electronic-wise, I will keep the boxes. Um, just because it is easier to pack into that than to try and protect it, you know, having mm-hmm. to mail out. But, yeah, um... Anything else like that, like figures and stuff, I don't generally keep the boxes. Right. But I hoard the electronic boxes. Well, I know that feel. <laughs> I mean, I should toss my Xbox and PlayStation boxes, but I'm like, I'll toss those, but I'll keep the box for the Switch because the Switch is, is pretty small. Honestly, the last time I, like, we, like, consistently kept the boxes that the game system mm-hmm. came in when I... When I was a little kid and we kept like the NES and Super NES right. boxes and all that. I mean, hell, like when I was cleaning out my closet, like I I still held on to the box for this JBL speaker and I just tossed it like maybe a week ago, week or two ago, and I opened it up and went, Oh, there's the charger, like the, the USB adapter, which is plugged in on the wall behind me because it's a universal USB. So if I break out one of my classic consoles I could plug it in there. So. That's the thing. We weren't even using it. It was just stuck in some random closet under the stairs because I, I don't know why anymore. <laughs> gotcha. Um, all right. Um, all right, Marco, what else have you been up to with, uh, with geeky stuff and so forth? Um, I mean, I've been doing a lot of reading. Yeah. Uh, um, I, <laughs> I fell down the hole that was supernatural fan fiction. And I have down. not recovered. Fell down. You, you, it's like, please, you never left. <laughs> well, no, I actually have not read Supernatural fan fiction until now. Mm. Um, the show was enough, and now that the show is kind of going away and stuck in purgatory, um, I decided that I would fall down the uh, fan fiction um, well. I started with. I think abyss would be a better. Term. Abyss would probably be a really good term for this. 
Um, I actually started with crossovers and started reading a couple of Harry Potter and Supernatural crossovers. And then I just went to Supernatural by itself. And I have been missing a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just leave it at that. I have been missing a lot of fan fiction. Um, So it's um, probably the last week and a half, two weeks, I've done nothing but read Supernatural fan fiction. Um, which has been quite interesting with uh, trying to break myself of the reading habit and actually play games. Um, So trying to juggle Animal Crossing and going back to these stories is uh, a little hurtful and painful sometimes. Uh, But I'm doing it. Every step counts. (laughs) Speaking of, I'm actually playing Animal Crossing now. Of course you are. Of course I are. God. What am I? Two of us. What am I going to do with you two? Right. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not even really playing it. I'm just sitting here idle with like occasionally mashing the A button because there's supposed to be a there's supposed to be shooting stars tonight, and uh, you have to hit the A button to actually acknowledge it and make a wish on it to get the uh, game to give you stuff later i mean look i, I i'm I, i'm not gonna lie here i mean i got my cert my microsoft surface sitting up here you know for the rundown and if i could just sync a bluetooth key controller to it i'd probably fire up a couple of roms and start playing right and just be like mm-hmm you don't say yeah <laughs> well this is you know the casual portion of our show true true i, I i'm just giving you all right, Ari, what have you been up to? Uh, well, like, I, aside from, you know, roaming around on uh, Netflix looking for stuff, I finished up Miraculous Ladybug. Yeah, how was that? Good. Uh, the last couple episodes were, uh, like, had one of my favorite ones, which, uh, and it's, which involved a, uh, you know, you know, uh, what's the best way to describe it? You know, someone coming back through time to, uh, to prevent one of the heroes from uh, going completely insane and destroying half of Europe, mm. as you do. But you know, the last episode ended on, like, like the, the last episode ended on a cliffhanger after the two-part. I'm like, they have to get this renewed. You you can't just hang the series here. You, you know what I mean? Because like Sonic Saturday Morning did the same thing. Oh uh, yeah, but at least. At least the fans are, have gotten together to run, to do a third season, so. Hmm. But, yeah, just that Animal Crossing, you know, and occasionally it just going around, like, looking outside for things to do because, you know, I don't really like uh, sitting around here doing nothing. Right. I've also watched a whole lot of, you know, cooking shows on YouTube. Right. Yeah, Finching with Babbage just came out with another one from uh, Diamond is Unbreakable. Oh, that's good. It's like an pus salad, and the dude actually made his own uh, mozzarella cheese. Which is actually not difficult. And it is actually one of the easier cheeses to make. Sounds tasty. It is. Homemade is very tasty. And as uh, Theo X75 says in our chat room here, hashtag beat up Tom Nook. Ugh, every, everyone gives t- Tom Nook grief. Yeah, I would love a, I would love 
you know, have his kind of terms for a real world loan. You know, no, no interest payment, no time frame for, that you have to pay it back. Somebody at a con needs to cosplay Tom Nook, and someone needs to walk behind him playing the Godfather theme on a large set, on a large set of speakers. Hell, in story, he doesn't actually ever get angry either, and with his backstory, he was actually you know very optimistic and cheerful when he was younger first starting out and then uh his one of his so-called business partners ended up taking him for a ride and leaving him bankrupt mm. which if you follow if you follow the story is actually the uh the fox guy red who likes to sell you a uh, counterfeit art pieces which he's getting introduced into the game too oh okay mm-hmm. yep should have an update very shortly I saw re- at, you know links in regards to that. Okay, all right. Um, I just realized I didn't get into my weekend day, so I'll just make it short. I play video games. I put in about six. I'm like six to seven hours into Final Fantasy VII Remake. I watched Trolls World Tour. I love the movie. I have the soundtrack. And I enjoyed a couple of adult libations, which is alcoholic beverages. So, and I had a burrito. Uh, microwave or street vendor or what? I I would say more like street vendor per se because um, I I don't know if I mentioned this on the show previously, but in my neighborhood there's six Chinese restaurants, and one of them is a Tex-Mex place. As of right now. Only two are still open, and one of them is also the Tex-Mex place. And I'm just thankful because both those locations take credit card. So, I just went there and got a burrito, and it, I just enjoyed it while watching Trolls too. It's a cute movie. I might rewatch it again. It was act- I really enjoyed it. But you know. yeah, I still have to sit and watch it. Yeah. Also, you- I, was u- I was using this repurposed pillow mask as a mm-hmm. case, and uh, I was. Also wearing it out like earlier today, I just forgot about it, so that's what this thing is. Cool. Marco, yesterday was a perfect time for you to watch it. Yeah, well, I was busy with other things yesterday. Okay. Um, <laughs> are you Jay or Silent Bob in that case? <laughs> um, I was totally Silent Bob yesterday. I got stuck. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> oh, you have to tell me this story. <laughs> Did it yeah. involve someone playing Goodbye Horses? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, this is something uh, to be discussed at a later time. Yeah, this will be your anime jam session after dark. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? All right, so another thing is, you know, for those of you who know, I have they I have a routine, and they tell you try to keep a routine going to kind of keep a sense of normalcy. I've had a routine of going to Buffalo Wild Wings for dinner on Tuesday nights for the last ten plus years. Yep. And this goes back to going out with friends, for I mean coworkers, excuse me, like once or twice a month on Tuesday, whenever days. To just going every Tuesday because it was a buy one get one free or this special deal, and because of how things are going, I do my best to you know kind of make make it work. So, 
so last week I, I get my order and I notice they put everything in one box, but the stickers have the different flavors. I get home and I'm just like, and I'm eating and I'm just like, well, ain't this a, they, it's not the same. It's all one flavor. So I send in the email, whatever. I get the typical response. They'll get back to you, which I know for a fact that they're not going to. So from that point on, I'm like, it's fine, whatever. I go do my routine today, and I pick up my wings, and everything's in a, one box. So I ask the associate what's going on. He says, because of because of what's going on currently of COVID-19, I guess because of supplies and so forth, they have to put everything in one box, which I'm okay with. But if they can separate the different flavors with either aluminum foil or wax paper, that would be great. Just saying. So... I, I speak to a manager about it and explain, you know, I, I get it and I understand, but my order, you know, it was all one flavor last week. And I wanted, I was expecting him to comp my order for today, but he gives me six of the missing, six wings of the missing flavor from last week, which was spicy garlic. Awesome. I get home and I'm like, I'll save those wings for later tonight. I sit here and I open it up and I start eating. And I'm just like, there's more than 12 in this box. So I'm, Counting wings as I'm eating, and I realize I got a box of 20 here. And I'm just like, holy crap. So now I got at leftover wings, one for midnight, for a late snack tonight while I'm watching whatever, and lunch tomorrow. So I guess I got kind of lucky. And as for other geek stuff, and if you haven't noticed, unless you have not been paying attention... There's at least one person on your Facebook list that's selling masks, okay? On mine, there's at least six people. Probably closer to ten. And I want them to keep selling masks because I see myself most likely buying a mask from everybody just to have a nice variety because I like, I don't want, I guess I want to have something to wear, something different to wear every time I go out. So I spoke to my friend Erisaka and she was like the first person I noticed who had masks that she was selling. So I bought two from her. And if you and if you like it, I'll tell you where you can find them. Um, here's the first one, which is Harley Quinn. Oh, Harley. Adorable. And this one, uh, Super Mario Brothers. Nice. nice. The, the only thing that sucks is, is the elastic because it, it's a little bit too tight around my ears. So I'm going to get like one of those little adapters that you can, that kind of puts a support on it. Or if I can find a couple of paper clips, either or I'll figure something out. If anything, I might just do it already and just run shoelaces through it and tie it like that. But if you actually like these cool masks, just go over to Etsy.com slash Umi Rumi, U-M-I-R-U-M-I and just pick, pick them up. They're like six bucks a pop, four dollars shipping. Um, also, speaking of masks, uh, probably tomorrow, I know I said it last week, there will be a link on our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you can buy masks, and this link will be replicated over at Scarlet Rhapsody, and you will also find it on our Facebook page because thanks to the uh, team over at Scarlet Rhapsody, that's, we work, they put together a list, and I'm like, I'm going to add on to it, so there you go. That should be up sometime this week, hopefully tomorrow. Anywho. Uh, let's see. I think that's basically has been my geek roundtable besides the masks, playing Final Fantasy, and just doing whatever. And I have been do playing, 
doing more cooking with my Instant Pot. So tomorrow I'm making taco soup, which is... Sounds interesting. Yeah. I mean, all here, there are people who are making taco soup, lasagna soup, pasta soup, chicken and broccoli soup. I mean... I mean, it is... It's coming towards the the... the it's not really the time of the year for soups per se, but it's coming towards the end of that time of the year. But there are some people who like soups year round. So I'm like, I'm going to start playing around with, you know, these recipes and just make enough last me three, four days. And um, Ichigo Gami says, hey, Ichigo says, make meal, add water equals soup. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, um, I've actually been wanting to do a couple of different meals lately. Uh, mm -hmm. I really, really want to do uh, the chicken gnocchi soup mm -hmm. from uh, the Italian place that has no name. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sorry, but some of their food actually is really good when you make, when you make it homemade. And, and, um, <laughs> and speaking of food, IKEA has revealed their recipe for Swedish meatballs. Yeah, that that's that's gonna be done this weekend too. I, I, That'd be fun to try. I would do that, but I'm already making the soup, so that's gonna probably be for next weekend or next week or something like that. So that's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm gonna get the stuff this weekend to do the soup and to do the meatballs. And you know, and I'm looking on my on my Facebook. I'm in the instant pot community, and someone just made this this post: quarantine causes strange forms of creativity. First try at pineapple wine in my instant pot. Wish me luck. Ooh, pineapple wine. I mean, Instant Pot, just throw the food, add water, turn it on, set it for 15 minutes, walk away, come back, eat. More or less. Or, you know, wine. <laughs> well, we see where Mako-chan is tonight, so... wine see all right before she goes on before we continue on the wine tangent um Michael John, since you were out last week we didn't get you to talk about the articles that you submitted we ended up spending all that time talking about being an anime fan in the 90s seriously yes we yeah. did we, we went that hard and yes. that long it was, we just talked about being an anime fan in the 90s, okay? Because there was an article that popped up. We just went on our own tangent about it. So, and I'm Aww, like... Little weebs. Yes. <laughs> so, we so the spotlight's on you now, elder weeb Mako-chan. We want to know, what was it like for you being an anime fan in the 90s and 2000s? Um, Wow. <laughs> You don't have you don't know how much I have to try and remember. <laughs> I'm sorry, my 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 memory is really bad. You know, trying to think that far back. Um, but yeah, anime fan. Uh, I I think my whole Pokemon thing shows just how mm -hmm. much and how bad a anime fan I was in the '90s. Um, the fact that I had my mother searching for this crap for me, uh, just in case she happened to find it while she was out and I was not there. And God forbid she realized it was out there and tell me about it later without getting it. 
it was that bad. I know. I, I know your mother. I know she could just say it just completely and total, just casually. I can just picture she's walking by, say, "Oh, I saw this Pikachu." Whatever way you were looking, she could just say it totally casually and just walk by, and your eyes will pop out of your head, realizing your mother just told you this, but she didn't bring it back to the house. Exactly. <laughs> she's just fucking with you at this point. This is my this is my mother. For for those of you that don't know my mother, um, her and I have this thing. Um, she is because she grew up in New York. She is addicted, or I shouldn't say addicted, but she grew up on a certain brand of truck ice cream. <laughs> So just to give you a hint of how my mother and I are together, um, anytime we are alone or we're out and we see this truck, we will go and get ice cream from this truck, take a selfie to show that we got the ice cream from this truck, and then send it to the other one to say, neener, neener. Um, that's the relationship my mother and I have. So she's very much, um, for getting me to geek things as you can see. Uh, so it was never a problem with her doing that, but she did like to tease me about it when she mm -hmm. didn't grab it or even when she did. And then she'd lie and tell me that she didn't grab it and make me go crazy. And then she'd hand it over. Um, just that's always how she was so growing up in the 90s i didn't have it as bad as other people um just because my mother actually supported my geekery yeah and um, i'm jealous <laughs> yeah i mean this is the same woman that you know would dye my hair and bleach my hair so uh i i was very lucky in that aspect um, but she supported my geekery. So when I, you know, started getting into Sailor Moon and when, and I got the dolls, I, you know, if she saw that there was one that I didn't have and she was out, she would grab mm -hmm. one for me. Um, it was, you know, very weird. Cause she sit down with me. It would be one of those where like, it'd be Saturday morning and I'd be in the living room and she'd pass out, uh, while I was watching all of the stupid crap. And then she'd be able to tell me about the stupid crap that I was watching. Because um, it was making her dream really weird dreams. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I didn't have it bad. It was a little weird being a fan in the 90s. Uh, just because at that point it wasn't really as mainstream as it is. So, we, yeah. you know, I kind of got the, you know, oh, that's a kid's show. Why are you watching cartoons? Uh, I got that all through high school, so that was fun. All right, trust me. I, so, I completely yeah. understand. Um, but yeah, it was... I, I don't know. I didn't have an issue being an anime fan. And most of the friends that I had uh, either ended up being anime fans themselves or at least just um, humored me. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, my mom basically encouraged my me being into this as well like 
I think my fondest memory when I did my Shunin Artemis hybrid, she sat there and just combed out the wig for me to wear and, to and gave me proper instructions on how to take care of it. So, you know. But I also remember, you know, you being in, like, Saturday matinee, just stacking all them Tenchi DVDs. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, my, my very first cosplay... Uh, my mother actually sat and made for me and not made in the way that, you know, Hey, somebody's going to sit down and sew. Mm -hmm. she basically, um, fixed things. She added things so that it was a proper, you know, closet type cosplay. Mm -hmm. And then she sat down for hours, hours, right before the convention and stuck glue in a wig for me and had no idea what the hell she was doing so that I could be washu. But it worked. It did. It mm. did. For, you know, for the very first baby's cosplay, mm. it was uh, definitely, um, definitely an interesting uh, experience. But yeah, uh, I, I, I didn't have issues as a fan. I, I was able to, you know, embrace my fandom and the friends that I hung out with. We found a lot of this stuff because we went to flea markets. And... Well, I, don't forget, and don't forget this. Don't forget the fact that $30 VHS anime tapes. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I, I still have at least one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, I have bootleg, uh, Japanese with horrible subtitles, if they're subtitles. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I, I had, I think at one time I had about 100 to 150 fan sub bootleg, they're all gone. I thought I put them in storage, but I went to check my storage, it's all gone. I was like, oh, I guess I left them behind. And there was like... Yeah. There were a few that I still have. There, I, I don't have all of them anymore. There was one fan sub that I, I wish I had kept on to, but I have to track it down. It was a series called Graduation. And it was like a two-part OVA. Then there was one a follow-up called Sailor Victory. It was This was actually one of the first uh, light novel games that came out on PC back during that time. And I believe... Um, I think it was Media Blasters. They actually dubbed um, Sailor Victory because I guess they weren't interested in Graduation, which was the two-part series that connects to that. So I may have to track that down. But you know, and now that we are talking cosplay with Mako, the next topic for a bit of the Geek Roundtable is cosplaying in the '90s. But we also mean the 2000s. We're talking about how nowadays you can just go online. Drop a hundred dollars, get the cosplay, have it in a few months, and wear it. And then, in turn, sell it for a few dollars less for something else. Yeah, I have to say that the internet has made um, being a geek so much easier, mm -hmm. even mm -hmm. in this aspect. Um, my first cosplay was for crap, two thousand two. Yes, it was two thousand. I think it was two thousand two. Yeah, it was. Holy shit! I've known you a long time. Duh. <laughs> uh, 
Um, just to let you know, uh, my very first cosplay, my very first convention was when I met that asshole. Hold um, it, hold so it, it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it right there. Hmm. Why are you calling Ari an asshole? He didn't do anything to you. Oh, oh, oh. We, we, all, we all know who the asshole is here. Um, but yeah, my very first convention. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> my very first convention, 2002. I walk in dressed as Washu and get accosted by this tall motherfucker <laughs> dressed as Ranma asking for a picture. And meanwhile, um, your friend is all mad because no one knew who she was. I'm sorry. Yeah, FFB yeah. Is a trash um, game. Yeah, that, well. I, I think everybody can understand the issue with that. When you're going to cosplay as a character, one, who isn't a main character, and two, who is basically wearing jeans and a sweater, mm -hmm. you kind of have to expect it. But at the same time, for, you know, weebs, mm -hmm. new weebs at that, yep. um, it is kind of upsetting. Yeah. And but I yeah, so, I mean... That was my very first cosplay, and as I said, I, I had the help of my mother because at that point I had no idea what the hell I was doing when sewing. Mm -hmm. um, so she basically taught me how to, uh, you know, hand sew and things like that, just doing, you know, these things with her. Mm -hmm. uh, my next cosplay after that was actually uh, the school uniform for Makoto Kino. And I kept that one for quite a while. I actually still have that yeah. one. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, cosplaying was awesome. And then even before that, you know, Halloween and crap like that, I always liked to dress up. It was just fun. Yep. Now, I honestly, you know, couldn't really collect a whole lot of things. Not just because not, not having all the money, but uh, my parents were really the opposite of you guys. Like. How your parents were is basically what I dealt with my grandmother. So I, I yeah, like she, like actively, you know, mocking me for mm -hmm. uh, my hobbies and not being as sociable as whatever standard or uh, I don't know what the hell you know bar I was supposed to get over at that time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I bought an action figure at one point. My mom found out about it, went fucking ballistic on me. That's crazy. I mean, I still have the goddamn thing because I'm not getting rid of it. Mm -hmm. It was the uh, Vegito one. Still on my shelf. I still have it. But yeah, but open. Yeah, when you're getting openly mocked at home for something that's supposed to, that's supposed to bring you joy and a, I guess relief or some kind yeah. of. I, I like, Will Smith it's said. It's hard it, to talk about, honestly. Will Smith said it best. Parents just don't understand. Yeah, I mean, it's one, you also, you also have to understand something. One, I'm younger than the two of you. And two, my mom is definitely younger than both of yours. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. So that's where a lot of that difference comes into, is because she was still basically a kid, too. See, my mom kind of picked up, she kind of picked it up when, when I was in high school, like, this is stuff that I enjoyed, so. But. On the cosplay aspect, you know, I, I, I'm a, yeah, I'm a fan of Ronma one half. Watching the series, I'm just like, where's a martial arts outfit? If I go down to Chinatown, I can find the outfit. Th 
famous last words. <laughs> I mean, my first Ron McCosplay was black sweatpants and a red sweatshirt that I had cut and glued for, like, the frog ties and stuff to make it look like that, and found a couple of other fans, and we did a skit at Animazement 98 and won a freaking award, and, you know, and I thought that was pretty amazing. And, and I remember a couple of years later, um, my ex from high school, I was really cool, I'm really cool with, with their family, and, and I found in Chinatown a red tunic, and I'm just like, I just gotta put the yellow frog ties on. I'm sitting in their house, you know, watching TV and sewing on the frog ties, and my ex's mom is watching me, and she's like, give me that, and there you go. And I no longer have that tunic because I had given it to a friend who I who I commissioned another one from. But this is where the term piece modding comes from, or basically cosplay thrifting. It's like you look at the cosplay and it's like, yeah, I don't think I can make that. But I, if I go to Goodwill or Salvation Army, I can piece mod it together cut it a certain way, sew and glue, and it'll work. And there you go. Also, it was like, everybody was basically rocking the same wigs, because you went to a typical wig shop, and, and I believe at the time, eBay was a thing, so you went on eBay, you know, for different colored wigs and stuff, and what was popular at the time was Katie Baird's, um, petting zoo slash wig emporium you went to her and you bought wig dyes you know to dye the wig certain colors because eventually you got tired of taking that colored sharpie and just dyeing it that one color while you got your gloves on you know and you know and all of this talk reminds me of how you know I first cosplayed Barrett Wallace and the gun arm is made completely of PVC and I'm playing through the game now I'm just like there's no way in hell I would do an updated PVC version of this gun arm. I could probably do it with other ways and have PVC on there, but the whole thing is PVC. My arm would fall off. I'm like, that ain't happening. So. Basically, you know, cosplaying in the late 90s and early 2000s, there was a lot more ingenuity. You know, you are a lot more creative because you are on limited resources. And most people really didn't care, you know? You didn't have internet access as, as it was before. It was like... Like, one of the things I remember was when Naruto was big and the time jump uh, had happened and half the people either showed up wearing black and white versions of the characters' outfits or guessing what the colors were. And God forbid if you were wrong with the colors. <laughs> I have That's seen what it. happens when you hit, you know, medium kick instead of light punch to get the. You pick a character, you get some kind of weird color palette. <laughs> and I've seen it happen, and it's like, wow. It's you know, now it's not hard to find the fabric, the the buttons, and this and that, you know. Hell, yeah, I, I mean, at I, this point, yeah. they're actually putting that crap out mm -hmm. there, knowing that people want it. Now, and it's like, even during that time, 
if you live like in New York or LA near like garment districts or fashion districts, it was easy for you to get these fabrics and one up people. I mean, if you were near uh, Joann's or our fabric shop, we could get something, you know, not. And at those times, even though you were like in these areas, you couldn't find certain colors or this or that. You had to find something that was damn near close and make it or you had to friggin' dye it a particular color. I was friends with someone who cosplayed Haku from Naruto, and I remember her hanging out at our house, and she's dyeing the fabrics in a big old pot. And I'm talking the type of pots that you will put um, lobsters in. <laughs> One of those big lobster boil pots. Sometimes I, I, I kind of miss cosplaying back then more in the aspect of it wasn't as catty as it is now it's like you make a cosplay and you're going to get all this grief for all these reasons back then you still got grief but it was nothing compared to this now it depends on what fandoms you were in that's some of them are the anime fandom Mm. Yeah, no, when when that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, no, when when we were going through the anime stage, um there had been other geekdoms that had been doing conventions mm -hmm. and cosplay at that point. So, if you were talking about the anime conventions and cosplay at, you know, back in the late 90s, uh early 2000s, you're talking about, you know, a concept that had just started. So everybody's excited and nobody really cares about elitism. However, if you step into one of the other subcategories of geekdom, um, like uh, Star Trek, mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, or even at that point, Star Wars, if it's like you, deal. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't have, you know, something correct, you were called out on it yeah. and it was very elite. So now we've got the same thing going on where this, you know, our geekdom has been around for a hell of a long time at this point. Um, so now we get stuck with all of this elitism and the new geekdoms that are coming out are seen as refreshing and people are just excited to see it and they don't really care that it's, you know, not screen accurate. Give that another 10 years and they'll all be whiny bitches too. Mm-hmm. Basically. Which sucks. I know. Well, cause and effect. I kind of hope that because of there are no conventions, a lot of this bullshit would come down some, but... Oh no, it's going to get even no, worse. I, I'm I'm not holding my breath on it. It's going to get even worse because everybody's going to be like, you know, the very first big convention that's, you know, going to happen after this, everybody's going to be You've had all this time on your own exactly. To exactly. You've had all of this time to perfect your outfit. What the hell did you do? And I know that's going to happen. Yeah, like the the con crunch will never die. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's just, I, I know that's going to happen. It's the very first couple of conventions are going to be extreme 
with those that are actually, you know, in it to win it kind of cosplayers. And as um, Ichigogami yeah. says, Con Crunch is a deadline, not a structure. I, I kind of hate the Yes and no. Yeah, the Con Crunch is a deadline. But 99% of the time, the Con Crunch is everybody. Gonna save everything to crunch. Yeah, everybody. It's, anyway. it's like, you know, it's a week before the con. Can I knock out one more cosplay? There is. Yeah, okay. My bad, Ichigo. She says it's a deadline and the structure. Yeah. A week before the con. I've seen this happen. Should I do one more cosplay? No. And the one no over the 15 yeses, they knock out this cosplay thinking, oh, it's going to be really quick. It's not. No, because number one, this cosplayer is still working. And they realize they don't have enough of this fabric or that. And it's like, they realize instead of prepping like their stuff for the con, it's they're still making this cosplay. And it's like, as soon as this cosplay is done, I can pack you with the rest of my stuff and go. I mean, the worst con crunch I have seen was last year when Kingdom Hearts 3 came out. Mm. As soon as that game came out, everybody was talking about they're going to knock this game out over a weekend, do a cosplay from it, and go to Katsukon. Or they're going to knock out the game as quickly as they can, finish their cosplays, and then go to the con. Or sewing during the con while they're they up in the room while everyone else is at the convention. That too. I will only do that on day zero. Mm. And only if it's just something quick and simple that doesn't necessarily have to be put on. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have done that way too many times, actually. It's just extra. But we won't talk about how I still haven't technically opened everything for Daisy yet. Lord. Okay. I I, I think we've kind of beaten that enough. I think next I think I'll probably keep this on, on the docket for next week so we can hear uh Ichigo Ichigo preach more about stuff that we didn't cover because she's gonna be right on about that. Hmm. But anywho, let, let's get let's get back to the matter at hand here and Let's talk about something cool that's coming back to Adult Swim. What is it, Ari? It's Paranoia Agent. I love the opening theme song for that. Oh, yeah, the uh, opening sequence is just nightmarishly awesome. Anyhow, uh, the official Facebook account for Adult Swim's Toonami announced on Wednesday that the, the block returns Satoshi Kon's Paranoia Agent anime on April 25th in the United States, replacing Food Wars in the 1 a.m. time slot. Uh, Jason DeMarco, Senior Vice President and Creative Director for Adult Swim, posts on Twitter on the same day to clarify that Adult Swim still intends to show the remaining three seasons of Food Wars, but those seasons require a new deal for different rights. Uh, Funimation re recently listed Paranoid Agent, licensed Paranoid Agent, began streaming it with English subtitles and English sub on February 4th. The company also plans to release the anime on home video, which will include the series' first Blu-ray disc release in English. Wow. If nothing else, I'd at least look out for the uh, DVD of this. Mm. Wait, Paranoid Agent was only 13 episodes? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it was a short series. I, as much as it was on, I One thought season. it was. I thought it was more than thirteen episodes. No, no, they just when it first came on, they played the ever-loving shit out of it. Mm. Um, so it felt like it was longer than it was, but no, it's actually a pretty short series. Mm. I may have to pick that up on Blu-ray. Yeah, that's definitely one of the series that I enjoyed enough that I would probably uh, pick it up. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. All right, Mako, how is it almost every week I get you something with your fandom? Um, Because I'm the one finding these articles. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's besides the point. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, this is actually uh, two fandoms of mine. So we have another Tamagotchi crossover uh, collaboration. Um, official Tamagotchi, official crossover. Uh, we are getting Eva-themed Tamagotchi. It will uh, be nicknamed the Eva-chi. Eva and mm -hmm. they will be in three different designs. Uh, Shinji's Eva-1, uh, Ray's Eva-00, and uh, Asuka's Eva 2. Uh, those will be the colorings on the three different Tamagotchi. And for this, you will be able to raise more than 20 different types of angels from fetus to final form. So uh, you'll be able to play your mini games and see familiar scenes from the anime um, as they evolve and change and all of that. Uh, not for nothing. This is really freaking awesome. I really wish that Tamagotchi would get together and do a couple more different collaborations. Yeah. Uh, just because I think it would be really cool. Um, I know that Tamagotchi has teamed up with Pokemon um, for the Eevee. Uh, which is really cute and uh, really addicting. Um, I actually have to get a new battery for uh, my unit. Um, but I would love to see them do an actual team-up for Digimon. And I, I know there were the actual, you know, that Digimon had its own thing that came out. But I found that I liked the Tamagotchi play more than the Digimon gameplay, I guess. Uh, I know that they're basically the same thing because it was basically the same thing, but I liked the Tamagotchi one a little bit better. So I would really like for Tamagotchi to actually get the permission to make the Digimon um, stuff and do it correctly. Uh, just because I think that would be really fun. <laughs> I would like the Tamagotchi to have more Pokemon as well. Uh, I, I know, like, the, the little things that I had um, for Pikachu, uh, for the Pikachu and the Pikachu 2, yeah. um, you didn't really raise them. You got to play with your Pikachu, you got to, you know, charge up Watts, you got to transfer Pokemon um, into other games with it. Uh, but at the same time, I really want something like a Tamagotchi with either a different set, you know, maybe you can get the starters from the various series 
and you don't get to pick. It picks for you, but you're hatching them from an egg, so it's okay. And you have to raise this through all three evolutions and kick some ass with it. Uh, but yeah, so anybody that is actually paying attention still and wants one of these, they will be available for purchase on June 13th. Uh, right now, there are pre-orders in different online retailers and including the Eva store. Um, but at this time, uh, as with the Eevee Tamagotchi, these are Japan only. So uh, get to it or find your proxy. And to refer back to our earlier topic from Geek Roundtable, Ichigo says, no machines allowed in my room. If it's not done, it's not coming. Makes sense. I would never bring a machine with me. I, I, f I find that that's a little bit, you know, too much. But I will sit in hand, so. I mean, I've known... Aren't there, aren't there like, really good sewing machines, like, big and bulky and have... Yeah, but there are people who have, like like mid-range or lower tier machines to take, you know, to finish up whatever, you know. Yeah, there are some people yeah. that are still working on their cosplays for masquerades. Yep. And they have specific machines that they are able to bring to conventions with them so that they can work up until the last possible mm -hmm. minute adding detail onto these cosplays. I have room with some of these cosplayers and some and half the time it wasn't even for the detail. They just needed to finish. Okay. I it's like you they will go up Thursday, they will sew Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. God forbid they have to do um craftsmanship judging. Oh boy. And who knows if they uh, end up having to stay Sunday because they're Mm -mm. Flight or whatever doesn't stay till Monday. They'll be sewing then too. Nope. By that time, it's 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 already said and done. It depends. Um, I know that there are some people that as soon as they are done with the masquerade, will start on their next masquerade cosplay because the conventions are so close together now. Mm. That's way too many cons from my taste. Yeah. No. I mean, there are a very specific branch of cosplayers that cosplay for the masquerades. Yep. They're still having fun, but their fun includes, you know, being judged on it. Mm -hmm. And I give them all the power because I know that, you know, some of these uh, conventions have very strict rules and very tough judges, mm -hmm. but holy crap, people, this is supposed to be relaxing. <laughs> and fun well no some people word. really have fun doing this crap they're never relaxed during it though but they have a lot of fun whose cat was that was that mine was that damien or callie yes no that was damien he's uh currently behind me yep yep i hear him <laughs> it's like pay attention to me mother that that that's basically, I'm getting a bitch face at this. Let's <laughs> <laughs> wait for him to start crawling in front of the uh, Pichu plush so he can get, be seen on camera. No, the only way he'd be seen on camera if Mako puts the camera on her and you and you notice Damien is is passed out on the bed behind her. No, currently he is needing my blanket. Needing or needing. Both. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. 
Bob Coffey says, lol, the cat was channeling his inner Animal Crossing a minute ago with those meows. Yeah, it's gotten to a point um, as I'm working from home because I can't actually pay attention to him. He's actually started crawling on the back of my chair um, just so that he can, like, bat me to try and pay attention to him. <laughs> um, and he's learned that, you know, if he gets me in on a certain point on my shoulder... Uh, that I have no choice but to stop because he just starts pulling me back. Um, he's a needy little <laughs> pain in the ass. The Zoom call interrupter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, luckily I don't have to be on video for work, or that would be really distracting. Uh but no, he'll he'll actually because my computer chair is right against my bed. Uh so a lot of times he'll actually sit on the bed with his front paws on the back of my computer chair and just scream at me. <laughs> he's enjoyed me being home from work, but he's also not been happy that I've not been paying attention to him while I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> poor Damien and Callie's like if you don't shut up yeah Callie's been in here a couple of times um, she's just exploring though but uh, yeah yeah fun fun with cats mm. fun with cats alright well, let's get the podcast train back on track here somehow um... choo choo <laughs> <sighs> On a sad note here, um, voice actor Keiji Furiwara passed away at the age of 55 from cancer. I know him as Maze Hughes in Full Metal Alchemist, which to me mm -hmm. is the most depressing point in, in this series. I think when you ask anime fans... What moment made you cry? And 99% of them will say Maze Hughes. But for those of you who don't follow anime, you would know him better as the voice of Reno and Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. I do not know if he's also voiced Reno in Remake, but that's what I am I... to don't think so, okay. but I know that he has done other stuff in the mm. Squeenix category. Okay. Um, he's Axel in the Kingdom Heart games. Right, Bob Coffey just confirmed it. He's also Reno in the remake. And a statement on the official website that he worked for, Air Agency, po posted um, their gratitude and deepest condolences. I think he I could have sworn he also created that agency too. I, I think I could be wrong. Mm. Yeah, he's actually done quite a bit of voiceover work for American stuff too. Oh yeah. Um, he's actually the live action voiceover for Tony Stark in the Avenger and Iron Man oh, series. Right, I remember. Yeah, I, I remember seeing this on a different on a different site, and I saw that. Right, yeah. And he's Heath Ledger's Joker. Oh right, yep, yep. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, he's also Willy Wonka in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. 
which now I'm quite I I I'm confused and I kind of want to watch it in Japanese now because he's Depp's Wonka. <laughs> yeah, you're going to find it one way or another. I I may have to. I definitely may have to. Um, he's actually done Shaggy Rogers too. What? Yeah, he was Shaggy in Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed, the live-action movie, and uh, Scooby-Doo as well. Wow. I I really need to see what he did with these voices. Uh, for for the anime people, though, uh, he was also Shin-Chan's dad. Mm. Wow. Yeah, he's, he's actually... Um, just looking at the stuff that he's done uh, mm-hmm. in Japanese versus what I know that they were looking for in the English version of these, and then seeing what he's been cast as, uh, as the American voiceover or the Japanese voiceover for the American series, uh, the live action series, um, he's definitely got a very weird range, which is kind of cool. Alright, now this last one I left for Ichigo, but she's working on some projects, so I am going to kick this over to Mako, if you'd be so kind. Sure. Sorry about that. Don't worry I, about it. I, I, I took my medicine late, and it's uh, still bothering me. <laughs> uh, don't worry about it, dude. So, uh, for those that are staying home during the pandemic, uh, Krypton Future Media has launched the Miku Expo Stay Home Project. So, obviously, it's going to be starring Miku. Um, Its first step has been to provide free access to Let's Paint 2.0, which is a website that allows fans to color a blank 3D model of Miku from top to bottom. The concept basically means that uh, enthusiasts of all ages can try at home Uh, using their smartphone and computer to make various little Mikus. Um, It's adorable. It's like this cute little chibi kind of almost, you know. Very super deformed. Yeah, it's Mm. it's almost like a clay figure kind of thing. It's it's very cute, and you can paint her any way you want. Um, It actually reminds me of the, the... uh, Disney Mickeys, the white Mickeys that have been coming out that you're allowed to paint or the Mickeys that have the various uh, designs from the other Disney characters, mm. but it's still Mickey shape. That's what this reminds me of because you can basically do whatever you want to with it to color her. Um, and then as it goes, there will be different contests um, to do participation with uh, as well as doing um creating being able to create original songs uh, original playlists and uh, the winner will be featured as background music in the hashtag stay home with my miku recap video so if you are interested there is uh, more information on the official miku expo twitter which is miku expo on twitter and it's 
in a variety of languages. So uh, I know the trial version for the English language is already up and running. So if you are interested, if you like Miku, if you just are interested in painting these little itty-bitty figures on your computer or your smartphone, then check out Miku Expo on Twitter and find out all the information. Of course, people are going to be using this to dress up Miku in their own fashion. Of course. I would not be surprised if that's what ends up happening, but at the same time, that's still kind of adorable. Oh, yeah, it's very adorable. Just uh, some people are just going to take it the wrong way. You'll see. <laughs> eh, and just do, and do lewd things with it is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, they can go ahead and do lewd things with it, but because she's permanently wearing a dress, it can't be too lewd. Surprise how little that stops. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm just saying that there are going to be restrictions because of the overall shape of the figure that you have to paint. Mm -hmm. So if they can creatively make this horrible, I'm all for that because it's making them be creative. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, at least somebody agrees with me. So can we move on? Yeah, um, let, let's get into straight, uh, Meanwhile in Japan, and I just saw something on Jayla's Twitter that just made me go, Oh! Okay! I, 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 I'll, what is it? I, I'll, I'll, sh I'll share it with y'all after the show. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like, well, now. Let's see, what do we have here? Um, I'll take the last article. Guess I'll take the first one, then. All right. Okie dokie. All right, uh, all right, kick it so off. It, so we've got uh, Pokemon dress shirts now going into uh, Generation 2 with 100 brand new Johto re region designs. So we've talked about this once or twice. How uh, our original Stitch has has made a uh, shirts like a pattern on different Pokemon. You know, the shirts and all sorts of like things like that. But uh, now they've moved on to a uh, Johto Pokemon. Okay. And see, the shirts are all made to order, allowing you to customize your shirts. Cut and design with multiple options for cuff, collar, cuff, sleeves, sleeve length, and the pocket. You can select different cloth patterns for t-shirt bot, for the shirt's body, collar, collar, underside of the collar, cuffs, and cuff undersides and pocket. Freely mixing and matching Johto and Kano, as well as solid color, field, solid color fields in whatever combination you like. Mm. I'll leave it in the chat for you. So, yeah, so with 100 new designs to work with, there are enough possibilities to fill anyone's closet several times over, but we see, but they have examples here like this uh, Cyndaquil pattern. It's like dark green, like Kelly green, reminds me of the Eagles. Uh, it, the yeah. Pichu one, uh, and uh, Meryl, who also has a Slowpoke and a Lowen Executor. Espeon is here, Teddy Urza, uh, the Tyranitar line. And like they said, it goes 
men's, women, and kids' sizes. I, I can only imagine how expensive these things will be first. I mean, you're having a custom shirt done, so that's going to be like about a hundred bucks for right off the bat. Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to remember how much the original series designs ended up going for. Um, they even have I, Hawaiian shirts. I want to say they were like in the 75 to 80 range. Oh, damn. I just clicked on a shirt style and it already started me at 100 bucks. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at too, yeah. Now, that's if you want it custom design. I mean... Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely for custom. Uh, I know the first gen, just the average was like six seventy five to eighty, I believe. No, no, if you actually, no, even those are like a hundred dollars. That's what we were looking at. Really? Yeah. I thought that the the non, um, like just the the ones that they created. Hold on here. Uh, I'm looking at this other link here. Uh, the fabrics, yeah, let's see, the shirts, basically, it's like, when you go for the shirts, you have to design them. Mm. I just want the fabric. The Flareon fabric looks awesome. Oh, that's what Spoonflower's for. All right. I'm going to try and make a little plushy bear with some of this fabric. It's cute. Anyway. Yeah. So around this time of year, uh, you not only have the soccer trees in Japan, <laughs> but you also have the annual Tulip Festa. And unfortunately... This is, you know, because it's such a, you know, tourist attraction and they're just out there, obviously in full bloom. They actually have an authentic Dutch windmill hmm. in the town as well. Um, and this is uh, in Sakura City, which is a, a neighboring, it's Chiba Prefecture, Sakura City uh, in uh uh, near Tokyo. But because of the whole pandemic, people mm -hmm. have not wanted to stay home. They've actually wanted to go out and experience the flowers, uh, even though the festival has been canceled. So still, uh, by April 11th, which would be the first weekend of everything happening, and the actual first weekend that there was a state of emergency in all of the Chiba pre prefectures. Um, there were still four people, 400 people on the grounds by two o'clock. So in order to stop everything, uh, they actually went and plowed all the damn flowers. Womp, womp, womp. Um, so as somebody says, this is why we can't have nice things. Uh, because yeah, obviously much. you have nice things like this and people still want to go out and see it. And uh, so they were all destroyed just to keep people home and away from the area. Which, screw you guys, seriously. I mean, that's just horrible. I guess the end justifies the means. Yeah, no. True. 
so true. All right, and our last our story out of uh, Meanwhile in Japan is Tasty Invisible Pie. I want to make one of these. Really? Mm-hmm. Because it's not just sweet water flavored. It's actually flavored with, you know, pie f- flavorings. Mm. I don't know that I would use this particular flavor, but I could definitely use a different flavor. Now, in the past, we've talked about in this show, you know, like invisible uh, desserts before. It was like, was it some type of rice bean or bean, something like that, paste or something like that? Well, there's the water drop cake. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, the water yeah. drop cake. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. That, that, that's what we were talking about before. But now this is an actual pie. And it's made from lemon, white wine, granulated sugar, gelatin powder, and honey. And that's how it makes it look invisible because gelatin is basically a clear thing. So, and this actually looks quite interesting. It looks like it'll it'll mess with your head pretty badly. Ari, if you could post a picture in the chat. Uh, sure. One second. Thank you. Oop, long tab. There we go. Thank you. And I, Marco, I can see why you would want to make this. I, I, I totally see that. It's so pretty. Mm-hmm. I want to make it. People will wonder if what they're looking at is real. But it is, though. I mean, I'm not surprised because, like I said, there are so many people who are making stuff with their Instant Pots and stuff like that, becoming at-home chefs. So you, we now have the time to make stuff like this. So. Yeah, I kind of want to... Um make it I, I know it probably wouldn't end up clear mm-hmm. um but i kind of want to make it with blood oranges sounds delicious it does and it's compared it to japan's um water cakes as well i put that right back on i know there's a couple of like japanese dessert places here in the states maybe if we're lucky we could see this you know i do like this one picture of, of the cherries done up like this, which is really nice. Shoot, now y'all got me hungry because I have enough. Because doesn't help the fact that I have um, ice cream in my fridge now. Oh, <laughs> that reminds me. So do I. <laughs> I got. I, I got a contain. I got a container of half baked yesterday and didn't eat it. Of course. <laughs> I have a thing of moose tracks in my fridge. All right. Uh, sh- shall we? Shall we wrap it up? Yeah. Sure. Okay. So, if you like the show, tell a friend. Then in turn, tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So, if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. 
Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you'll find not just our weekly podcast, you will find links to our YouTube videos, convention um, cosplay photos, anime reviews, cosplayer interviews, cosplay tips and tricks, and wait, what do you mean? The music is not even that loud. Hold on here. Hold on here. The music is like very minuscule on my end. I hope I don't have to actually replace this mixer again. I actually reached out to the manufacturer and told them I'm having an issue with it. So, <sighs> what? It's not that loud. Hold on here. Uh, sounds. It's not even at, it's at 50. Hold on. Now, I don't think they can hear me through this, so let me flip this back to the main mix. I have this odd feeling that maybe after the last Windows update, it might have knocked some system settings out. So I'm going to have to do another test and diagnostic later. So my apologies. Hold on here. Let me, let me check something real quick. Well, it's going through the right audio output, so... Everything looks to be fine here, so I actually have no clue why the audio is, is acting the way it is. I wonder if it was the latest update from Streamlabs. I honestly don't, I can't understand why y'all can't hear me. The levels are fine on my end. I don't know what's going on. So, I, I think I might have to, might be, what if it's Streamlabs, you know? It was loud on our side. It, it might, I wonder if it's Streamlabs. I wonder if it's the app. I might play around with something and do a test with something else and see. So I'll try that later in the week. I have time right now. So let's go ahead and, you know, just let's just wrap this up. I'll just drop the music into the post edit and call it a day. So anywho, you can not just find Anime Jam Session on our, on our website about us at AnimeJamSession.com, but you can also find us on social media. You can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, uh, you'll find definitely more about convention videos, convention and cosplay photos, when we're going live, all that cool stuff. So, um, let's see, what else is next here? Uh, I've got, I've, I got thrown way off. Uh, don't forget, you can take our show with you on the road through podcast through podcast apps. Whatever program that you use for you know, listen to podcasts, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, 
iHeartRadio. Just do a search for Anime Jam Session, and you can find and you can find us. And all episodes are available. So we'll go around the room. Last words, Ari. Hold up. I'm kind of upset right. that some of my favorite Pokemon are uh, sold out. Can you repeat that? I had to make us. I had to hit. Had to, I had to switch a setting on the mixer here. Sorry. Yeah, that Pokemon shirt website. Yeah, you know, some of my favorite Pokemon are sold out, and I'm like, oh man. <laughs> All right, last words, Mako-chan. Um, I'm gonna go and get a snack, and then curl up in bed because I'm freaking exhausted, and I have work in the morning. Quote unquote snack. Well, no, I, I don't know what I'm going to get yet, but definitely a snack. Mm. All right, my last words is I see ice cream in my future, and I'm probably going to catch up with what's going on on the DVR and, and call it a night. But I'm going to try at least get another hour of Final Fantasy VII Remake in, so that's I it. I want to play. Well, whose fault is they didn't get a PlayStation 4? For one game? Yeah, no. I did it for the N64. I didn't. God, Zelda was a horrible game. Anywho, <laughs> that is, that's right, I said it. That is it, end of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Hopefully Ichigo will be with us live, hanging out with us. Um, audio issues should be fixed. Um, I may be doing a retro game stream of Super Mario World on Thursday. Um, Probably, I may do a session in the afternoon and a session in the evening. I haven't decided, so but you'll but when it, I'll, the notification will go out when, when I'm playing Super Mario World. So that is it. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Maka-chan. All right, I, I, we're done here. I'm just gonna flip this over. So, good night. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, dammit! For transcripts of this episode, start typing! Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!